Hey, Krista. Hey, Lily. Did you know in your lifetime you'll pass a murderer 36 times? I did. And you know why? Why? Because we're 36 times. A Canadian true crime podcast which covers crimes in the great white north. Oh, right. Every episode we focus on a major crime and then we lighten things up with a kooky one. We talk about everything from the criminal justice system itself to animals arguably not doing what they should. Bringing you true crime with a shot of maple syrup. Catch our episodes bi-weekly on iTunes or your favorite, that's favorite with a U, podcast app. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome to the podcast. This is typically a show where I have my friends on and they choose an alcohol and we talk about life. You guys, I am so excited for this episode. I have been waiting for this day. This episode has been in the bank for a while now and I've had it planned to come out as number 36 because on this episode, I talked to Lillian Krista from the 36 Times podcast. I actually discovered this podcast when I was at Halcon and I got to meet Krista and found out all about the podcast that she has with her friend Lily. 36 Times Podcast is a Canadian true crime podcast. They release new episodes on a bi-weekly basis and they cover a wide range of Canadian true crime cases. They tend to focus on cases that may not have gotten a lot of media attention, cases that people might not know about. And that's what I really love about their podcast. Not to mention, these are two hilarious women. It is a comedy podcast with true crime, so if you're into that, you're going to love this podcast. I had a blast recording with Chris and Lily. It was just so refreshing and great to talk to two women who have the same crazy hobby as me. They get it. They get what it's like to have a podcast. And it was just fascinating to get to know them a bit better. So if you're here because you're a listener of 36 Times, thanks so much for coming over to my channel and checking it out. I'm so glad I could give a platform for you guys to get to know Krista and Lily a bit better. So in this episode, we do talk about the origin of the podcast. We talk about our mutual love for true crime, the teamwork that goes into producing a podcast, and also the idea of mixing comedy with true crime. Um, It's not the easiest thing to do, but Krista and Lily are two incredible hosts. They're really well-researched, they have a strong attention to detail, and they're hilarious. So you're really getting the full package if you subscribe to the 36 Times podcast. And it was also really fun because we actually even got into a discussion all about the Me Too movement. Always a good time to just sit and talk with two awesome, like-minded women. I'm so happy I met them, so happy that they came on the show. And I'm going to be plugging 36 Times podcast pretty much from here on out. So do me a favor. If you're a regular intoxicated listener, go on over to iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts and type in 36 times podcast and hit that subscribe button. And even better, leave them a review or a rating on there as well. I can't stress the importance of ratings and reviews more, um, especially when it comes to podcasts like Intoxicated and 36 times, because we are local podcasts. We are smaller. We are trying to get out there. And whenever you leave a rating or review, you're going to increase our chances of 
of getting on the iTunes charts, and that's going to increase visibility and have us attract more listeners. So if you do leave a rating or review, we would greatly appreciate it. You can find 36 Times on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 36 Times Podcast. In addition to a Facebook page, they also have a Facebook group you can join. So if you are a lover of true crime, also join the 36 Times Podcast group. Their website is 36times.podbean.com. I will be sure to add links in the description of this episode so you can follow them and check them out. I'd like to give a birthday shout out to Corey. It is Corey's birthday today. When you're hearing this on Thursday, it is his birthday. So happy birthday, Corey. Corey's the host of Intoxicated Reviews. He works really, really hard over on the Reviews channel. For any new listeners, Intoxicated Reviews is a separate channel dedicated to TV and movies. And the show happens to be on the iTunes charts right now. So happy birthday, Corey. You deserve it. And going in with the theme of true crime, um, he actually has an episode out with Bryant Thompson all about Friday the 13th Part 6. So they do cover a lot of horror movies over on the Reviews channel. So this is this is a win-win for everyone involved. You can listen to your true crime podcast. You can get to know the hosts on my channel. And then you can go and hear about horror movies on Corey's channel. So there you go. So show him some birthday love. Make sure you are subscribed to Intoxicated Reviews everywhere you find podcasts. And maybe give him a little birthday shout out on our Instagram or our Facebook page. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Intoxicated Podcast. On Twitter, we're in underscore intoxicated. And as always, if you have feedback, questions, really anything, you can always email us at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. Our website is still going strong. It's housing all the episodes from both channels in one spot, and that is www.intoxicatedpodcast.com. And another heads up, this was a long episode, so it is going to be a two-parter. I would say that this is the main part of the episode. At one point, we did play some games. We did murder mystery ad-libs, and we also played two truths and a lie. So that game stuff is going to be on a separate episode that I'm going to release on Friday, so that will be a shorter part that you'll get to hear on Friday. Continue to spread the intoxicated love. Make sure you tell your friends about the podcast. Give our episodes a share. We'll always appreciate it. Now let's get to the show with Krista and Lily from the 36 Times Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, guys. You guys, guys, you guys. I'm so... F- I'm going to curse. I don't even care. You guys, like, you don't know me that well, but there's a lot of cursing on this podcast. I'm Good. fucking Good. so excited right now. To have Lily and Krista from 36 Times Podcast! Yay! Yay! It's like the moment. Yay! Yay! I'll put it in the pause. <laughs> there we go! Oh my gosh. I'm it begins. It. It I'm begins. already on it. <laughs> put a bell Welcome in front of to me. the podcast, you guys. So each of you say hi. So this is Krista. Hi. Hi, I'm Lily. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. Oh my This has been... This was something I threw out on an episode, and you guys heard it, and you reached out, and you said, I'm down to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. We've never done this. So this is exciting. Life. Yeah. Krista was saying that she's never been interviewed before, no. so I'll be sure oh. to be extra hard on you. No, I'm Good. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I just... Doors over there. Yeah, <laughs> you just take your cupcakes and go. I'll do my... And the cat. And the cat. Fine. I'll do, yeah. I'll do Chris's voice. Ooh. And then we won't. We, we, Good luck. It's going to be horrible. It'll just be me. Be Hi, I'm Krista. Could you do impressions of each other? I mean, no. Because you listen to each other's voice all the time. Could you do impressions of each other? Absolutely not. No. We've already no. discussed, and actually, in the podcast, yeah. uh, Olivia. 
Lily's um, <laughs> accent, yeah. which is... Doesn't make sense. Doesn't What's make your sense. accent? Uh, well, I, I, it's from around here, but not in the city. I'm a, I'm a country child. Uh-huh. And so it then got filtered through Newfoundland for five uh-huh. years for university. Mm-hmm. And then I lived in England, and now I'm back. And I just sound... House. That's how I say it. House? I say... What? <laughs> I, people make fun of how I yes! say house all the time! Yes! House, house, mouse. How do you, mouse? Yeah. How does a normal person say right. house? House. Yeah. House. I went like more did, of an A. I went and did like a thesis on <laughs> house MD. And so for, it's almost like I was asking for it for <laughs> most of my last year of university. To be all like, yes, I know. House, house doesn't sound right. House. I always had somebody explain the Nova Scotian accent to me, which first off, thanks. Um, but they're like, uh, yeah, we say oatmeal and oatmeal. outside the same. Outside. OA and OU is the same sound to us. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. So we yeah. don't understand how words work. You never <laughs> think you have an accent. No. Like as someone who has an accent. Yeah. And then you go like as like when I was you go over in England and they're like, no, miss, you're the one with the accent. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. I am not. So Damn. Oh, Krista has like Lord. the most neutral accent. Oh, it's northern New Brunswick. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I can So it's a little now. bit of a I don't know, maybe there's some neutral. francophone in there. Well, you yeah. can say French very well. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> no. Awkward waiting. For I understood that lady in the store today that was speaking to her child. Yes. But in I, French? I, oh, yeah, but I wasn't going to converse. No. I only no. speak high school French. Yeah. So yeah, I can count to ten. Time. That's about it. <laughs> I can, I, like, know that, like, seal is, is fuck. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Well done. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. All I got. Uh, that's most four year olds know that. Yes. <laughs> Me true. and the level of a four year old. And that's fine. That's, I'm good with that. Holy so. guacamole. Right? So, yeah, me, I met Krista at Halcon mm-hmm. in the um, and I was speaking with actually a friend of mine now Cole who ended up doing the podcast because like he's awesome um, and we were talking about podcasts and you you came in like no, I heard the word in. I heard the word true crime and like a <laughs> Like Lassie, my ears perked and was like, "Give oh. them shit." Because <laughs> I had, I had uh, postcards and stickers. I still have them. Um, oh, we have a button for you. Oh, awesome. you a button. We have a button. Yeah. Yay. Um, um, yeah, it was it was fucking fantastic. And then like it was, we just all started talking. But yeah, yeah. Geek, geeked out over podcasts. Really, because I was like, "This is the lineup I need to be in." Right. <laughs> that was my thing. I was getting texts live from that lineup. Yeah, I was. Like, I was somebody who does a podcast and help. <laughs> I was so happy to meet yeah like I was so happy to to meet other local people Mm -hmm. like people you can actually get together with yes because I don't know about you but like I'm not a huge fan of the Skype thing like I like this better like I like like, well, you can talking see people a bit. Yeah, you, reacting to what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. And you talk and you a bit beforehand. <laughs> Skype is for my mother and only her. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Big time. Oh, yeah. Not to bury the lead, but Krista and Lily are the hosts of the 36 Times podcast. And it's a true crime podcast that focuses on Canadian, right? Yeah. Yes. You focus on Canadian true crime. Mm-hmm. And you've been around since January. Yep. So kind of around the same time as Intoxicated. We started end of February, so... It's that time of the year when little podcasts come trundling out on weak legs. rear their heads <laughs> there. Um, I'm so excited to have you guys on because I have a... Like, I have so many questions about this, but I guess <laughs> let's start with, uh, I guess, your friendship. Like, how did you guys meet? Like, how did this friendship 
well, start. Um, it's it's a fairly newish yeah. friendship. Mm. We obviously um, we, we shock people. Which, yeah, um, it's only been what two years? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we met at a uh, board game night. <gasps> yeah, like through mutual friends. It or was like it, was a, a, it was a meetup. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was at the uh, uh, library, mm-hmm. and it happened, well, it was every Monday. Yeah. You guys moved back from England, and mm-hmm. I was already going every Monday. Mm-hmm. So Really? And you just you just connected when we you We kicked met? it off. We played a game called Codenames. Codenames. And Codenames is a game where you have to get someone to guess certain words on a board that using just one word and a number. So if you have three words that are like tree and maple and I don't know, mm-hmm. bark. You can be all like, woods. Three. And they have to pick out of 25 words, the words, the, the three, three words, words that, 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 that is associated with yeah. woods. Yeah. yeah. So, so is it kind of like the most common words that are associated? I mean, it's hard to not say. Not always, because that's like how we knew that style? we clicked. Because I had to get them to guess um, what was it? It was stadium? It was, it was uh, it, I used stadium three, and it was like building, concert, and scorpion. What? <laughs> I said stadium three, hoping that someone would understand. One of those things that, that she like meant scorpion the band. Oh, <laughs> like play in a stadium. Yes. yes, exactly. So, and Chris was like, yeah, and I'm like, no, oh, friend. <laughs> Whoa! That's so fucking cool. But I think it did. Shortly after that, yeah. we were invited to a uh, Halloween party. Yes. Yeah. At a friend, a mutual friend of ours' house, and I drove her down, mm-hmm. and we were talking on the way back in that that awkward moment where you're in a car with somebody yeah. you don't really know them very well. Yeah. I don't even know how we stumbled on it, but no. we're like, we found out that we both like true crime. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of did it. it was, I thought that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you always like, you're always cagey when it comes to true crime. Yeah, you're like, yeah, super into uh, like, you know, horror Murders. movies. Yeah. And I'm really into like, you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> Try and, to like, ease people into it. Super into true crime. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> do you think that's changing though? Do you think it's becoming more of a? a it's becoming more of a thing now where yeah. people are more loud and proud about it. I think mm-hmm. it's almost weird now if, you, if you're not interested, right? <laughs> it is a little bit weird, and I find that in regards to promoting the podcast itself, I yes. don't, I don't shout it out. I don't really say much about it in regards to like my family, friends, coworkers, and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't say much about it because like, eh. You know, that's not everybody's cup of tea, and I'm not about to tell you to go listen to it. Not because if it's not your thing, then absolutely not. Don't listen to it because you will be you'll be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, and I mean nobody wants that. So, and I don't want to put anybody. If I know them well enough, and I know that that might be of interest, I'll mention it. But I don't. I don't shout it out. Yeah, I don't say you know. And I think that's that's Mm. good. I think I think that's a good thing because I mean I like I. I share my episodes on my Facebook page like mm-hmm. every week that I release them. Yeah. Um, and I usually just share it once because I find in this day and age, everyone is selling something. Everybody's got a side hustle. Everyone right. has a side hustle. But here's here's the thing. I find podcasts are way different than selling lipstick. It's I don't know what so you guys true. think. No, it's it is, true. It doesn't it's cost true. you anything to subscribe. That's people. what it is. It's you can free. be a Patreon if you want. If you yeah. really like it, you can be a Patreon. Yeah, man. But... You're it feels just, the same you're when you're free doing it. Content. And yet, yeah, yeah. You're, you're I don't like to do that. Yeah. And yet, it's sort of like, and I don't like nothing, to do it on my own, own. not on my no. personal page. Like, you know, we'll yeah. shout it out from our own. Yeah. And, 
and I'll invite people that I know that might be interested. But short but of you that, keep it separate. I keep mm-hmm. it totally separate. You keep it totally yeah. separate, and and I think that's the way to do it. So you're not overwhelming people mm. who don't want to know about it. Yeah, because if they wanted to know about it, then they would they would like your page. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, my Facebook now says like now they've got the option of like manages what pages, and it will say manages thirty six times. Mm. So if they want to know, they can click it. Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. There? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I should say is my parents don't know about my podcast yet. Really? Oh my goodness! You have that's to, doing well. That's I'm not that's hiding it. No, but it's, it's not the same. It's as, just I have not mentioned it to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I may mean, block them from the posts that I share. <laughs> I'm getting there. Amen. I'm getting to a point where because there's a lot of personal stuff on my show. Yeah. Oh, I, I listened to your recent ones, um, us too. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. did you like it? Yes. That was a really hard one for yeah. me to do. Um, I had like a, a lot of interest in that movement and, and oh, different yeah. angles of it. And oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one good. was like putting my soul out into the universe. Yeah. It was like the most personal part of me was now out there. Um, and I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I need to start embracing it more and mm-hmm. not be ashamed that I have this podcast. Mm-hmm. And if my family finds it, they find it. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't listen to certain episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but That's I mean, what legit. can I do? This is part of my life. And I'm sure it's going to even become a bigger part of my life going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. So eventually I'm going to have to get to a point where I don't hide it. But right now I'm just trying to get No, I'm totally on board with that. You, you get that feeling of almost like yeah. being shameful of it. Yeah, just when you started, it yeah. was very much like, I don't want to bug people with it. And I don't want, yeah. I don't want to have that out. Because I've always been very open with my interest in like serial killers and so on. I was actually known in university for having more than one serial killer t-shirt. But fictional, mind you. It was like Hannibal Lecter t-shirts. Yeah. Um, plural. <laughs> I really had that and I was like a goth in high school so kind of people expected Yes! It. But now it's sort of like when you first started the podcast you had to, it was almost like I didn't want to get in people's faces with something, and now I do. Now I'm like, Thank you. I'm constantly like, hey, you know what? I do a thing, and I really enjoy it, and That's, I would like you to enjoy it, too. I freaking understand so hard. Because really when you're starting out, it. you're trying not to... Bug anyone, and that's... Yeah, you're trying not to create ripples of that. Yeah, and yeah. I found that, too. Like, I recorded an episode that was a little more controversial, that I was, mm-hmm. I was like... It was early on, too, and I was like, I don't really know my audience that well. I don't know if they'll be offended. I don't know if they'll be turned off from it, so I won't post it, and I didn't end up posting it. And then I got to a point where I was like, wait a second. I don't know if these people are listening. They're not telling me they're listening. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. And I just released it because I was just like, you know what? Like, if you're proud of it and it makes... If if you get done Mm -hmm. recording an episode and you feel good about that episode, you should release it. The worst thing that can happen is someone just saying... That's I don't horrible agree. and I hate it. And you're yeah. like, okay, great, bye. Great, you you listened. Thank, yeah, that's the thing. So, like, <laughs> so you downloaded it, right? So we got that number, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It is sort of you have to move past. At first, it was very much like everybody yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't 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 anyone hate it? And then yeah. it got to a point where it's like, okay, now it now if someone doesn't like it, it's like okay, I'm sorry that you don't like it, but there Thanks I now know there's a million podcasts out there don't have to listen to ours again exactly thanks for the feedback yeah thanks for the feedback if it's feedback let me tell you i'm always welcome to it but if it's just sort of like this sucks it's like well why why does that yeah it's not not interest you or was there yeah that's the thing like specify maybe be more Mm -hmm. specific about your what Mm -hmm. you've been like yeah um and your podcast like it's 
it's a little tough subject matter. You're not yes. kidding. Yes. Last couple um, weeks have been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. you always put a disclaimer. Yes. You always do. You always say. Yeah, yeah. We try to. And as we keep going on with it, we're getting more and more aware of those disclaimers and just making sure that we're <laughs> spouting them out a little bit more often because yeah. it's just, it's a lot of. It's a lot of heavy material. I don't mind doing that. I feel I find it strange when people are like, "Yeah, but I don't want to put all those things in." Because sort of like, well, it's like five seconds worth of our time. No, and I don't mind doing it, it yeah. either. It's more of a I kind of not really forget to do it. Like I do. I honestly forget to do it because I keep thinking that this but is people you, sign on. For you're it. the one who reminds yes. me to put it in the notes. And- I do. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like okay, yeah. Because in your mind, you're like, if people are subscribed, they know. This, is, but then this someone is could just be popping yeah, in right. a random episode. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, you want to make sure. But I mean, at the same time, we're clicking on it. Yeah. Ooh, that's one thing I want to get to. Yeah. Your name. Ooh. Oh yeah. Did, because this is super fucking cool. <laughs> I love this so much. So where did you come up with? I saw it on a, times. Uh, a meme on Facebook that somebody put up. It's just yeah. a meme. It's a Halloween thing. I think it came... I noticed it the Halloween before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just said, you know, hey, in your lifetime, you're going to walk past a murderer 36 times. This is just your happy note that, you know, you're still alive. Like, yeah. that was something to right. that effect, you know? It's like a motivational poster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you made it. Exactly. You made it. Just thought you'd like to know. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's kind of cool. And I, I always thought if we did this, that we would do something that would be a little bit um, not the norm. It wasn't going to have the words true crime in it. And I wanted it to be uh, something that was different. like different that people would look and go, what the hell is that about? Yes, that's exactly what it does. Yeah. And then just read the synopsis and be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Plus, we now use it as our opening. Like, yeah. we, we say that week. same meme over time. Of, I love that. Every time with uh-huh. a... A crap joke, yeah. In between, and so. then we we learned actually. Like I, saw, I found an article about it about the meme itself, and it's like no, no, no. It's not. It's not thirty six times, no matter where you live. It depends on where you live. So it could be an av- on average two. It could two, or it could be a hundred. It was like seventy something. Yeah, I think because the, if you live in a high populated area, yeah, and it's, and it counts because people haven't been caught or people have been caught, and it counts all that into it. And because people are like thirty six times, that's a lot. And it's like. Well, that's actually, twenty four is the average. Yeah, so, that's like ridiculous. In America, yeah. it's like twenty two point seven or something like that. You're and like, also, okay. like, what qualifies as a lifetime? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, if you're like trundling around at one hundred and twenty, yeah, 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 you're getting the most of the quota. Yep. Regardless, I freaking love that so much <laughs> because I think that's it ties into the mystery of like, mm-hmm. holy shit, you could. Yeah. Literally walk by someone yeah. who could... You just don't know who you're walking by. Yeah. You don't know who you're walking by. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Damn. So, and so, and so you just, one night you just decided you'd start a podcast. Is that how it happened? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, sort of. Yeah. I started listening to My Favorite Murder. Yeah. And I was yes. like, fuck that shit, I can do that. <laughs> I've called them out so many times. That's but, legit. That's um, legit. And uh, I, I was like, well, I mean, this is essentially what Lily and I do on the weekends anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, Let's it, do it. Why not record it? Yeah. One thing I really like about what you guys do mm-hmm. is you tend to put a positive spin on it. Mm. At the end, like, you tend to focus on crimes that change laws or change... Yeah, we aim towards something that's done something. Right. And, that... and, and Krista's focus for a while there was, and still is, I'm sure, is missing cases or un- yeah, unsolved. unsolved. Yeah, unsolved. I like putting a little bit more... Yeah. Infinite. And that's the thing. It's just like, uh, hey, remember this? This happened a long time ago. Let's try to bring push it, it back. Push it out there in the media again, even though it's just a small podcast. It's right. well done. 
hundred percent. And I'm, I'm, I'm focused on, that. on like, I try to find like law changes or, um, again, my, my, my feminist agenda mm. angle where it changed, changed it's because constant. of this constant, constant <laughs> on, banging on the door. Let's talk about it. The yeah. feminist agenda. Yeah. Well, did you listen to, uh, F is for feminism yet? It's a little bit ways no. back. It's yeah, way you'll back. have to. Yeah. That's, that's, um, a, that's a but I, good one. Listen. I could tell you guys were feminists. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think you of the first episode I listened to. I think from you guys was um. Do, 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 do. Where is it? The amazing, amazing Jane. Jane. Yeah. yeah. And that was the mm-hmm. one that I was like, we gonna yeah. get, we gonna yeah. get along. We, we got, we got these again. Things. It's heavy subject matter, but it it's is. important subject matter. And she was local as well, so like local. Where we were, and it was someone that I didn't actually know about, admittedly, but um, I was told about her and. I really read the book and she did so much for women and intimate mm-hmm. partner violence mm-hmm. uh, after the fact uh, uh, like um, hey you just tuning in um, <laughs> this, is, this is a story amazing uh, amazing Jane's the story of Jane Hirschman she um, ended up killing her husband who had been horrifically abusive to her mm-hmm. and her, her kids and she was charged with murder and she got uh, she was not guilty and then the court system said uh, no actually she is guilty so we're bringing her back and so she right. pled guilty in the second time round and did her time and then for 10 years she pushed for every way to help people with intimate partner violence right that's important and so she, did, important. she did a lot and then she uh, she died uh, of a suicide supposedly but it was very mysterious because she was she was found in her car with all the doors unlocked except for her driver's side door and she was shot in the chest and the that's gun was beside her on the passenger side seat. That's suspicious as super fuck. suspicious. So yeah. yeah, it was the whole thing. To so, me I would not no. immediately go to suicide there. No. No. So it, it was very and she had gotten death threats and because what she was doing. And it's important to talk about what she did because this woman got death threats for doing it and that mm-hmm. should change. Mm-hmm. So a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I and that was the episode that hooked me. Yeah. Like it only took one episode to hook me on your show. That, <laughs> yeah, was, I, yeah. that was the one and I'm gonna go back and listen to the others. Yeah. Um but the feminist thing, it's yeah. kind of an overtone, would you say, of your show? Oh, for me. I am I push it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Krista does quite well to put up with the fact that I constantly make it but you a feminist are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Krista's like, like the sensible one. Like, yeah. that's like feminist, like quietly. And I'm like that, like, young, wow. angry feminist still. Yeah. <laughs> so. And if you don't mind putting it on the mic, how old are you guys? Uh, 36. 36. And- 20, 29. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like it's a running joke on the podcast as well. <laughs> that Chris is ancient. Yeah. No. Yeah. Constant. So here's here's like my thing is I'm 30 mm. and I never used to consider myself a feminist. No, me too. It was only until I would say like very recently mm-hmm. that I started being loud and proud about it. We were at that that like ugly stage of the world where it was a bad word. Yeah. When we were young and yeah. like like in university, it was a really bad. Word. If there was a stigma attached to it, and so a like, certain character, yeah, it was, it was, it was the straw feminist thing, yeah. like um, from the Kate Beaton comics, um, Harker yeah. Bankrand. She yeah. has the straw feminists, and they're amazing. Oh wow, they're all like they come out of the closet, and the kids are like, <laughs> "Oh, the straw feminists are here," and they're like, "Burn your bras." Oh, exactly. <laughs> like it's, it's it this image in people's heads of. Mm-hmm. These angry women. And, like, men need to be lesser. And, right. And the, oh, I hate the thing that was going around is all like, I don't need feminism because. And it's like, mm. oh, my God, vomit, vomit, vomit. It's no. not that. It's equality. Please. 
Do you but, think doing this true, like diving more deep into true crime, has increased that at all? I think the it takes feminism. the narrative back at times. Yeah, and in in all honesty, in, in, especially in the genre of true crime and podcasting, it's women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for the most the part the hosts are women, and yes, and I think that plays yes. into it because there's just more of these stories happening because mm-hmm. it's being presented by women. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I so think many it's, women are talking about it now. Yeah, I think it's just creating a bit more, a bit more of a stir, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it's getting the stories out there because I know when I'm looking at crimes, I'm not looking at numbers. I'm not looking at fame. I'm looking at the effect that has on the society and the effect it's had on the community that it took place in. So mm-hmm. we're like approaching women. We're talking about um, the, the native community. We're talking about LGBT. Mm-hmm. We're, we're moving past just, this is a famous murder that we want to cover. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's because I, I can tell you, I we will that. never cover Paul Bernardo no. for that right. exact reason. It's been done. No. It's been done. Yeah. You're, you're, you're uncovering the ones people might not know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for and for the I most part, in regards to, like, reviews, that's what a lot of people are, in the way of positive reviews, mm-hmm. come back with. Yeah. You know? Like, I've never heard of this I've case. I've never heard of this case. Mm-hmm. Or I've never heard of, you know, and... That's what made us want to focus on Canada. Or thank you for covering this case because I grew up there or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Damn. You guys should be proud. I mean, you really should be. <laughs> Krista definitely should be proud. She's gotten messages from... The the, uh, the the family sister of to a victim message yeah. just uh, just really happy that we covered it because it was an unsolved mm-hmm. it's an unsolved crime from the seventies yeah. in Montreal uh, Sharon Pryor okay and her sister uh, sent us a quick note in fact I think she's still a member on our page mm-hmm. and every once in a while we'll like things and uh, yeah that was huge how cool yeah. is that oh like, my god like you ever have that feeling yeah. of like your stomach dropping out due to oh, like something that's shocking that was that feeling I opened my phone up and I think I was at my child's soccer game and I was like <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, and, so, and she just found it yeah. randomly. Like, yeah. found well, she must have been because probably she saw the name. Yeah, I would imagine and... because for the especially for the ones that um, we we tried, we initially tried to make uh, witty titles, right? But as we keep going, um, mm-hmm. especially something like the unsolved cases, I like to put their names in yeah. yes. just to make sure if somebody did look it up and link it to the page that she made. As yes, well. and her mother's page uh was on it so yeah so sometimes you gotta yeah sometimes you have to be more specific in your titles to make sure that people yeah just to make sure it gets found yeah like it used to be like almost like a joke that we could make and then i think the the more we went along the more it became something even though it's still comedy it became something serious yeah Yeah. i almost don't even want to say we're 100 percent comedy because there is a very large part of it that is not because that first case the first half of our show is always something very serious that we mm-hmm. tend to not do too many jokes. No, that's why we cut it up with the kooky crime at the end. Yes, yeah. I and love that. Yes. Yeah, you do the kooky crime. Yes. Yeah, and that's so where we kind of go us. off the rails. Yeah, you gotta just... end on a lighter note. Yes. yes. Yeah, and it's usually just a little misdemeanor or something ridiculous that yeah. happened and nobody was really hurt, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, make it a little bit fun. Wrap it up. And it's not easy. It's not... Do you ever get, have you ever had moments where you've thought to yourself, I can't do this case? Or I can't. This, I can't. Like that you last one. Oh, really? Yeah. really? The last one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I. Uh, it was suggested by one of our um, followers that I that we covered because I had asked because I like mm-hmm. doing that because I'm I yeah. will often take about three or four of them and go nope and I get going with it and then I just put it aside. Mm-hmm. And she suggested this one and I read about it and I read about 
the trial. Um, and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to do this. But as I was going through it, I was like, oh, it is so hard to get through that by the time we were done, and then it was right after Amazing Jane, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, Cindy Gladue's case. And it was so disturbing on every level, and that it happened in 2011 and 2015 was a trial. It was just... I couldn't wrap my head around it that that was the type, mm-hmm. that type of behavior was happening mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but you powered through and you did it. We did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's it was hard. very uncomfortable. It's yeah. funny because like, we finished it and we put it out, and I am still uncomfortable with it mm-hmm. because it's just like I yeah. It makes you feel icky, especially because like I got so angry at so many times, and I always afraid that that translates to. Again, humor, much like we, we were talking earlier about how we're almost afraid sometimes that our awkward noises comes off as laughter or it's just my anger. My anger is hilarious mm-hmm. and I don't mean it to be, but it's one of my coping mechanisms. It's sort of like the moment I get into an angry mode, it's sort of like a string of almost apologetic humor. And I think that's something that happens with women sometimes where yeah. we have to almost like defer to humor or being apologetic about something very yes, strong. That's and very true. Yeah. The case of Cindy Gladue just made me so angry yeah. every step of the way. And Krista had done so much research and had been so good about presenting it. And it is hard to not react with a sudden sort of Oh, why? Yeah. Like, why did this yeah, happen? The whole time. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely been episodes where either one of us has spent just a good I've heard it. Because uh, you do, you take turns. Yeah, yeah. So one of you does a story mm-hmm. each episode, mm-hmm. um, which I really like because it makes it, it, it's it a makes variation. it digestible, like to focus on one story per episode. And it is kind of nice yeah. because um, I might have an idea of what she's going to cover, but mm-hmm. I probably don't have all the ins and outs. So it's, it's, it's like I'm being told for the first time as well. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, at the beginning, we were covering the same episodes in it was or the same uh, cases so it became a bit of a back and forth we oh, already right. knew everything it was a lot of repetition so it was kind of like eh, maybe we should just do one and one you can yeah. almost hear that we almost at times it was sort of like yeah i know this in our voices right yeah right. So sort of i knew like, everything at least yeah. this way when we present it it's a lot more um the other person reacts yeah yes. and it's real because she, we really don't know and there's everything. a connection with the listeners then as well because yeah. and like i frequently address our listeners because first yeah. off it's sort of like Guys, you're hearing this too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners. Uh, am I the only one? <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah, because what if, like, if one of you is reading, yeah, um, the other one will be like, "Krista, don't tell me that." Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why? There's yeah. a lot. There's like tell definitely episodes that I'm sure I've yeah. sat there for like ten minutes going, "Uh, I yeah, love it." No. I- yeah, I love that aspect of it. It is. It's nice because you, you get the reaction of the other person, and you also get if it, it's not a week off in a sense, but it's if you get a week to just learn something. You just yeah. you learn, you ask questions, you react. And even, yeah. Like even the one uh, the Olin case that I did, um, as I was researching it, I'm sitting there going, "He's innocent. He's innocent. This is ridiculous." And then I presented it with Lily and we got talking and I'm like, and even the episode, I'm like, okay, I'm convincing myself of his guilt now. Like it was so back and forth. Yes. And it's something like that, that, that I really enjoy that we get to talk about these things. And especially when it is something questionable. Yeah. So it's kind of. It's uh, nice to have an excuse to sit down and talk to your crap. That too. Yeah. That's what it is. We're like, okay, this is a lot of true crime talk now. Yeah. (laughs) And how do you go, this is what I'm fascinated and this is what I've always wondered Hmm. because with my show, I don't have to research that much. It's very conversational. It's very based on personal experiences. It's all up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with you guys, you have to do research. You have to make sure the facts are right and, and all this. So how do you... Number one, how do you go about choosing a case? Mm-hmm. And what's your research? Like, do you, is it mostly online? Or do you go outside of that? 
We've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Between um, mostly news articles. I've referenced a fair number of books. Hmm. Um, I've done like two books. I'm not a big book person. Me either. Ding, like, ding. <laughs> I'm all on like, the internet. I love, I love a good book, but eventually I'll just get caught up in it. And I'm like, I'm just going to tell the story again. And it's yeah. got chapters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I'm a big internet research person. And oh, yeah. I mean, the last episode I got from a ghost walk. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> so that's a great way to do right? it. So it's yeah. it like, and most of the stuff that I got um, was from a local museum. So I was like, okay, well. Mm. But then other times it's on the internet, and there's nothing wrong with using the internet. I feel like that needs to die as a as a like opinion mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, you just use the internet. It's like, it's, it's what you doing? You get your Dewey Decimal System up in the library, you think it's better. <laughs> yeah. It's not. You can get articles you online. You get legit stuff online. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been researching a case um, for a while, and it's about like, Supreme Court cases, and mm-hmm. you can find all of that online mm-hmm. yep. easier than you can go on to the library. That's and like, true. Can you... Yeah. Out of the library, you gotta walk. You gotta go there. You gotta go there. With the internet, you can just be in your pants off in your bed. Yes. Yes, exactly. I will never not take the pants off option. Yes, right. It's so, the best option. I'll vote it. Picking cases is a bit hard. It is hard. Mm. I've, I've had some troubles. Yeah, yeah. back and forth. Yeah. But because you, you're you're not always going based off of what you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you're initially, looking for cases. Initially, it was a bit easier because right. we were taking cases. For, we did each province and territory. Yeah, we covered mm-hmm. all Canada first, and then we were like, "Well, let's just go wherever we want." Yeah, <laughs> so you went across country. We yeah. did. We, so we, we went did. all over the place, and so then eventually we like narrowed it down. So it's all like, "Oh, well, we have to do it from either PEI or from you know, like somewhere in the Northwest Territories or right. or somewhere like that." And now yeah. it's sort of like whatever you want. So yeah. this week I was like, I was gonna do another case, and I was like, no. I'm going to do a case that doesn't involve a million options of reasons why life is horrible. I'm going to do a case about a guy who just murdered another guy. We're going to keep it simple. Straight, straight forward. Because, like, for the, for the last couple of weeks, we've done, like, pretty intense cases. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to do another one, and I was like, oh, no, let's just break. Let's just take table break. that for Do the ghost week. walk one, please. Yep. Yeah. So. You got almost like, it's almost like when you're, like, watching the news, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, horrible story after horrible story. Like, I've had days where I've had mm-hmm. to turn off, turn it off. You just want a lot of five milestones. Yeah. You just want a puff piece. Want. Yes. Puff piece. Give yeah. me a puff piece. Yes. And that's yes. this week's episode is a puff yes. piece. Yes. Okay. Is, we fully admit that it this is. is. <laughs> I even said it in the info. I so like that. Yes. This is definitely a puff piece. Yes. We just need a break because um, we did just do, we did Sandy Gladiator, we did Jane. Um, before that, it was and missing. Um, <laughs> Missing, missing Michael Dunning. Oh, Dunning. yeah, I, I listened to that one. Uh, yeah, that was it was good. just a, it, it was like a parade of them, really. It was a parade. Exactly. It was it was amping up. I, it, I was like, well, what am I going to do next now? Something else horrible. Yeah. Oh, man. So we needed to take a break. But And we were, before we recorded, talking mm-hmm. about the idea about humor and mm-hmm. true crime and how it's kind of a, it's kind of a polarizing subject in the community mm-hmm. in the community of people I guess that are commentating on it yeah. but you guys are hilarious oh, really? I do I do, I do. <laughs> you're pretty funny and I'm on the I'm on the side of I would rather that yeah mm. because mm-hmm. that it helps me deal with mm-hmm. the horrible subject matter yeah. and I'm the same way with when I just read stuff on the news and it's I think what a lot of people don't get is we're not laughing at the victims no no we don't we don't pick fun exactly and it's no. the same like if i'm on a tribute team <laughs> and if something 
not so great happens in the news. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do pick team names that are like kind of, kind of a little more like again not we're not offending what happened, but we're commenting on it in a humorous way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are like, no, we're not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with that? Like, obviously, this is you've established that this is your mm-hmm. tone, yeah. and you're going to keep going with it, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah! I don't. I'm not gonna change my tone for no one. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, it I'm, is hard. It is hard when someone comes at you and says basically, uh, "Yeah, you know how you are. We don't like it." <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because it is. It's not like we're putting on personas to do this. And it's, it's yeah. And you're telling are. you're telling other people's stories and you're talking about mm-hmm. subject matter that is tough to hear. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like they put you guys put. Disclaimers on every episode, almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I've heard so far, so, pretty much. So much. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. last one, not so much. Disclaimer: It's a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be like sitting there going, mm. "It's the intermission <laughs> yeah. of the, the it concert." Is. It is the intermission <laughs> where yeah, yeah, people can just <laughs> take a break, go to but the bathroom for this like, one. It's just that, that's just part of life. Yeah, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. humor is just how I deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that. No, you know, not a, yeah. it's not everybody's cup of tea. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Absolutely. just be, being told constantly that it's not the right way to do things. It's just kind of I like hate kicking anyone, the teeth. Anyone, like, anyone tone policing when yeah. it comes to like how you're going to approach something. Yeah, and okay, every episode is isn't going to be you guys cracking jokes the whole time no. because. Like, and I, I have noticed, like, in some of your episodes, mm-hmm. like, you guys will just start to be like, yeah, we're not really funny tonight. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason, there's a reason for yeah. that. It's because we're talking about this horrible yeah. thing that happened that is really hard to talk about. Yeah, and yeah. even when we are funny, it's usually, like, something tangent about, like, yeah. the town that we're talking about yeah, yeah. or yeah. a situation or something like mm-hmm. that. It's it's very rarely even anything to do with the crime itself. Yeah, we, like, we... my favorite moment of humor is from Mad Trapper when I was guessing who the Mad Trapper was, and I guessed it was Sven, the cousin on Golden Girls. <laughs> See? So, you so, nothing to do with the victim. Nothing to do with the victim. And nothing. nothing. to do, really, with the crime. Uh, if anything. Unless it was Sven. The people you put <laughs> fun at are the, like, the people doing it. That's what I always fall back on. It's very much, I, I like, I, I will make fun of the person who committed the crime. Yeah. Because no fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, because no. you made the choice to yes. do it, and yes, well, and even then, and, and even then, it's sort of like if the person's troubled, then it's it's harder. So like when we did, harder, um, yeah. we did uh, the case in um, the Saskatchewan about the guy who killed the family because he had uh, basically a very unchecked schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. making fun of him, no, because he was very troubled. And that's another that's another thing altogether. And then and like we really just focused on the court case itself in that right. case because I didn't I didn't cover the details of the crime because there's no there's no point in going over and over what happened. No. You, I want to talk about the court case because it was a very important when it came to the insanity plea. Yeah, but yeah, we don't spend it the episode making fun no. of anyone. We if anything we make fun of ourselves, right? Yeah, and like our reactions and it's yeah it is. It is it's hard sometimes to, to have to argue with. Then. It's good to like have like it, when mm. you're hearing about something harsh to mm-hmm. have a little laugh every now and yeah. then. Absolutely. Because what are you going to do? Like like otherwise your listeners are so sad afterwards, and yeah. they're just going to be bogged down with this heavy. <laughs> it's a bummer to see heavy. people who are all like, "I need a break from true crime podcast. It's too heavy," oh. and I'm like. Come sit with us. <laughs> Come sit at the cool table. Yeah, we'll, we'll be your friend. Oh man, that reminds me of something though. Mm-hmm. What you just said about the insanity thing. Mm-hmm. 
because my next question was going to be, are there any specific cases Mm -hmm. that really ignited your interest? Like, anything, maybe when you were younger, Mm -hmm. that really spiked your interest in it? Like, and made you really, like, I don't want to say obsessed. This might be the wrong word. They're just really interested in it. Yeah, yeah. Were there there any specific ones? Hmm. When I was younger? Hmm. I don't know. Because I know what it was for me. You go first, and then we'll follow. So I have two, actually. And I I don't think you guys have covered these. I I went through your titles. I don't think you did. Gonna have to write it down, and then maybe we will. The Killing of Tim McLean. Okay. Tim McLean, um, who was the guy who was beheaded on the Greyhound bus. Oh, yeah. Vince Yeah, Vince So that... Mm. case when i heard about that yeah Yeah. that one sparks a lot of um between the two of us and this happens quite often in the in the podcast we will not necessarily agree on Mm -hmm. what's happening yes um and mainly i'm a very cut and dry person Mm -hmm. um i just it's this way it should be this way that's it yeah right (laughs) and you're a little more i'm a bleeding heart yeah <laughs> so when you is. talk about the case of Vincent Lee, and it yeah. did spark a lot of outrage on the internet uh, mm-hmm. recently when he was released, yeah, and uh, you know I don't agree with it. They do agree with it, back yeah. and forth. And I thought I'm never doing it, never covering no. that episode. It's just too controversial. A lot of people covered it, and, and, and it's, it's been really done many and well done. Like Minds of Madness yeah. did and did an excellent job. Yeah, um, and uh, mm-hmm. some other some other podcasts as well. Yeah. So I kind of put that one in the. Paul Bernardo bucket of yeah, not going to not going to touch it. No. Even since yeah. I sensationalized so much, and it's in an yeah. area where it's sort of it's it's mental health. And yes, it's. I don't. I, I would. I would talk about it, but I would feel awkward literally the whole time because it has been sensationalized and he's been villainized, mm-hmm. and obviously because of a good reason. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it and is. And we've had this conversation yeah. off mic with other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, about this case mm-hmm. myself and another friend we were talking about I don't agree with him being out mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. I was like I feel like there should be some sort of check process or something that's a little yeah. bit more regulated than just going yeah he's going to check in with a doctor every once in a while he's going to like stay on his meds and yes so on. like something yeah. a little bit more concrete that will ensure that he's staying on his meds yeah um and and maybe even being institutionalized or something like that mm-hmm. um, I totally and treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas some other people think, you know, no, never out, never anything. Just, yes. caught, just what prison is horrible and we're not going right. to think about it at all. Yeah. Or then there's Shut other up. people who are like, or yeah, just, you should be left free. Exactly. exactly. See, yeah. I'm, I'm of the camp of if he's on medication and people always argue, well, people go off their medication all the time. Yes, they do. People go off their medication all the time because you know they don't like having the side effects, side effects. of like heartburn or they don't mm-hmm. like the side effects of not being able to sleep the side effects of Vincent Lee going off his yeah. medication I want to believe is a good motivator mm-hmm. and he was not taken care of mm-hmm. his entire life and now he's been taken care of and I want to believe in my bleeding heart of hearts that he will continue to go that path. And if we, and up. And yeah. Onward, yes, and I, and I want to believe that. And I want to believe that we can, as a, like, we can slightly try to have faith in it. But then again, I do understand the reaction of, right. of like, no, 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 he needs a checkpoint. Right. Because he will be checking with his doctor to get his refills. And yeah, I know that. And, if, and, and we don't know what his actual system is outside of it. This is the law is not responsible for it anymore. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can still have doctor's appointments, you can still have a therapist and so on, but 
I want to hope there he does because the system had failed him up until mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. And super tough. And for me, it's hard to mm-hmm. go with just yeah. that because, oh, yeah. that, like, I'm I'm more of the mind, of, and it's, mm-hmm. it could be because I have absolutely nothing to be in common with any mm-hmm. kind of mental illness or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like I don't have any understanding of it. So mm-hmm. my thought mm-hmm. is somebody needs to make sure this guy's checked and mm-hmm. continually and if it means being hospitalized or whatever he needs to be then I'm, then I would be of that, more of that mind oh yeah yeah not, a, not imprisoned but yeah. but having like an actual system in place that the law is therefore responsible for right. keeping him in check yes yeah. right. so that we have a higher power other than I would love that just because the mental health services is, is <sighs> not very good right now in, in Canada because no. there's not the resources so I would love that because then he would guarantee to have care yeah yeah and I don't know. I mean, I hope he does. I Do hope he would have it. Was he diagnosed before this case? Like he's I don't a diagnosed. Think so. I don't think so. Interesting. I, I don't. He was untreated and completely left alone by the system. Mm. And and everything then, else. And everything else. That's yeah. just, it's just one of those cases for me that has. <laughs> It was disturbing. It was it was to unbelievable. To a point of like, I'm someone who, and I'm the ideal listener for your podcast because <laughs> I, I, when it's something disturbing or weird or really hard to hear, mm-hmm. ooh, tell me more. I, I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm the one that clicks on the mm-hmm. graphic images, mm. yes, pictures. For me, it's sort of like answers to me. It's, yes, because I can't. I, I'm a visual your learner, mind can't. and I need. To, uh, otherwise, I will just. Imagine lost in it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like that type of curious person mm-hmm. that's like, I want to see the car accident. I mm-hmm. want to see the. I think it's very common. I think mm-hmm. it's like very it's... much a looky loo type uh, attitude in and society. So with that one, with that case, like it actually changed how I get on buses now <laughs> because I don't sit. I'm the type that goes right to the back so no one's behind me. Yeah, that's legit. Because of that case. That case disturbed me so much to a point of, like, if someone just looks a little sketchy on the bus, Mm -hmm. I don't sit next to them. I mean, that was generally my idea on buses anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Even even before I generally didn't sit near sketchy people. Don't don't do it. Yeah, no, I can understand that because it was was so shocking. And I obviously don't want to diminish what he did um, when it comes to that feeling any sort of empathy mm-hmm. you can have empathy for the person who did it but not for the crime we talked about this before yeah Ooh, that's a good way to put it the, that's a really good way to put that's it that's what we talked yeah. about the, mas- yeah. the, the, the the maskers on the plane um which is what the one that we talked about earlier uh with the, the insanity man with the insanity plea yeah. mm-hmm. and it's sort of like i feel bad for the boy that wasn't treated but I yeah. don't feel bad for the that, murderer. That he, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's hard. That's a great way to... It's hard because there's people who were affected by what what, what Lee did on the bus. Oh, yes. Yeah, there the was an RCMP yeah. officer who killed himself yeah. Yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah. PTSD was just... Yeah. It, and people that were there and just witnessed everything. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it was so... Horrific. It was so horrific. And it seemed to just unfold in such a bizarre manner that... Yeah, nobody saw it coming. Your brain can't. You can't even. You can't you even can't compute that. You can't process yeah. that at all. You can feel absolutely horrible about all of that, and then, but at the end of the day, it's the same. The same thing I want for them is what I want for Lee, which is treatment and care. And I don't want to condemn someone because if you put them in jail for the rest of his life, he's not going to get treated. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a place to hide him away, mm-hmm. and that's treating people with mental illness as if they're going to be always a criminal. Eggs, and it's and that's not that's very true. There are many criminals yeah. who don't have mental health issues. Yeah, 
And there's a lot of like, people with mental health issues that don't kill anyone. So, <laughs> so tricky. Yeah, it is. It is really oh, tricky. I, I looking into like mental health cases is one of my interests, and um, not just because uh, it's it very interesting in general, but I, I also have anxiety, and Ooh, so yeah. I can absolutely Sick relate. And and obviously, I, I also trained as a teacher, and oh. you have to you have to learn about the different um, things you might need to deal with in a classroom. Mm-hmm. And so you learn about all those things. And the more that comes up in cases, the more I'm interested. Yeah. So, because it's sort of like, oh, okay, well, this thing could cause them to think that this was okay. Right. Or this thing could the cause them to do it. And it's so, so strange. And it's so funny that that's how you think. Whereas yeah. I grew up in a household of medicine with mm-hmm. my mother being in nursing and myself going into veterinary medicine, not a vet, but enough in that it was, that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. This From is the scientific. This is yes. This is exactly how this presents. This is how it's treated, and this is how what you can what you can expect yeah. with treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't lay out like that with me, and it's not in a straightforward line, I have a mm-hmm. hard time. So yes. it's it's we play off each other well yeah. that way because it gives two differing mm-hmm. aspects mm-hmm. to something like that. It makes it more mm-hmm. interesting, I think, especially sure, yeah. where we we're we're fine with arguing over it. Oh yeah, it doesn't you know? Like, I love it. Yeah. It just okay. You know, Have you ever gotten much. in legit fights over an episode? No, like legitimate, no. like, we need to turn the mics off and maybe oh, no. take some space? Back that's it good. <laughs> no. That's the good, only thing we've ever gotten in like, any sort of angry with is when your cats wouldn't stop going to the cat door. <laughs> or the dog comes down. <laughs> As a drink. Like, like no. recording. <laughs> you're like, oh, come on. Things. So oh, you're just yeah. standing there and you're like, hey, just wait. Wait, wait you now. You <laughs> the dog, and then she's yeah. like, click, click, click. And you hear a big groan as she lays down. And you're like, okay, good. I love, okay, love it. Done. Yeah. I love hearing that. Or like animals. one of our fellows is like stomping around. Oh, <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> this latest episode, uh, my fellow was eating Skittles. Oh. And you could hear one drop to the floor, and you're like, uh, and I couldn't even take it out. I was like, oh, well. So there you go, listeners. There's a little Easter egg, a really lame Easter egg in the episode. And we my fellow use... dropping a Skittle. We determined that we use the same mics, and these mics pick up everything. They do. They're great. They pick yeah, up every little noise in your apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the other case for me was, uh, I don't think you've done this one either, mm-hmm. um, Elsa Lamb. She was the woman who was found in the water tank in Vancouver. Yes, yes. Because that one messes with me mysterious. because there's a video, and I'll probably link to it mm-hmm. in this episode. There's the, yes. vi- the YouTube video um, of her in the elevator. She's like playing like hide and seek or something. Oh my god. It, it mm-hmm. literally, like, I, I have yeah. chills now just mentioning mm-hmm. that. Should, it freaks me uh, out. Listen to the True Crime Garage. Okay. Did, did that did an episode I? on it, and it's pretty well definitive, to my opinion. Yeah, it, yeah. She, there's no foul play. No. She uh, again mentally unstable, and mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's a sad, sad, sad story. Really, really but, sad uh, and peculiar because of all this, and because, because of footage. where it was too mm-hmm. in that hotel. The yeah, the, which one is called Cecil? Cecil? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got um, it. Yeah, on it. These girls are good. On it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, They're true crime Wikipedia. That's what it is. Yeah, but yes, I'm, I'm shouting out another podcast that doesn't need a shout out. But yes, yeah, <laughs> I think a double or even triple episode on it, and it was very well done. Yeah, yeah. very detailed. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's stuff like that. And again, these are more well known cases, mm-hmm. and I think the reason that I know about them is because they were covered through the media and all this. Yeah. But what you guys are doing, you're really uncovering these ones that people don't know about. Yeah. Oh, well, the one and... for me would have to have been Alan Legere. Yeah, I, that would have been the one that probably sparked my interest in it. And I mean, I would have been very young. I was in the late 80s because um, it was near my hometown. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was out on the run for eight months. That's the monster of Miramichi. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The, have you guys done an episode on that one yet? Yeah, it's early. I'm. Uh, there's something like, wrong with their iTunes. It's, it's like not, right up on. It was off the top of your head as well. It was like yeah, we just went ahead and, and some, recorded it. Yeah, we just thought one night would be. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Mine, mine wasn't Canadian, so I mean, I'm not cool like that. But <laughs> I got really into it because I got, I was super into uh, vampires and gothic stuff. I mentioned earlier I was a goth when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I got a book by a criminal profiler. I watched Silence of the Lambs at a ridiculously young age. Like, I'm talking, like, eight. I haven't seen I have not seen it. Well, shut the fuck you. I know. Go watch it right now. I'll watch it tonight. I have nothing to do tonight. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Oh, my gosh. And then watch Hannibal. Have you watched Hannibal? No. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, my gosh. Okay, it is (laughs) the most gruesome, but yet most beautiful TV show you'll ever watch. Okay. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's amazing. I've heard really good things about it. And they do, they they work up towards, because Red Dragon is before Sons of the Lambs, so they work up to the the end of Red Dragon. And it's really good. Red Dragon's also a good one. I need to watch Sons of the Lambs. Yeah. I can't believe I watched it. I know. I don't know. I almost feel like I shouldn't have said that. Just (laughs) pause this. We'll get it up somewhere. We'll watch it now. Right now. Um, it's, no, I watched that at a stupidly young age, and I thought to myself, who oh boy, I could I could be a criminal profiler, and then I realized you needed to do, like, math and stuff. <laughs> and so I was like, no, I can't do that, but I can read a book. So I, I got into that. And they also, uh, in my hometown, filmed a uh, TV film about the Green River Killer. Green River Killer. Yeah, and so they, and so I got into that because it had Carrie Yules in it. And uh, what's the name of the guy? He was like, uh, he was on Alias. Does anybody remember Ooh, Alias? Yes, I did not like that show. No, well, no. well, it's not Vince, it's not Victor Garber. Was he the main? It was the dude. Yes, he was in it, and they filmed it in my hometown. And I thought, oh, I'll read about that. And then they they got the same time. They had the, the film with Carrie Ewells going on, and yeah. It was the whole thing. But I got, I got into it by, like, by that book about criminal profiling and about <laughs> interviews with murderers and, like, reading about, like, interviews with John Wayne Casey and, like, the big names. The <laughs> big names. Like, Ted Bundy, I was obsessed with when I was a kid. Yeah. And not, like, obviously, like, not in a sort of I want to write him and marry him kind of way. Right. with him being dead and all. But it was more <laughs> the case of I was obsessed with the idea of a charming killer. Yeah. Like, that's something. Because, I mean, Sons of the Lambs with Hannibal Lecter, and you get these charming killers in horror films a lot, and I just love the idea and hate the idea at the mm-hmm. same time. Because they're like, mm-hmm. if I saw someone with crutches and they wanted me to help them get into a car, I'd be all like, well... <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. No, you just want to die. You're like, like sorry. <laughs> sorry, back. Uh, that's what I was going yeah, to bundy you now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bundy. Oh, man. I was yeah. going to ask you, like, mm. in doing these cases and learning more about murderers mm-hmm. and, like, their tendencies, mm-hmm. does it make you guys more cautious? Like, as people out in the world, like like kind of like me getting on a bus and yeah. not not wanting to sit beside anyone. Not, um, I'm not <laughs> I think a cautious so. person. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, so. um, and I don't think it'd be any more than it would have been before. Because okay. I mean, having grown up reading it, yeah. watching it, right? You know, I, I, still researching it, just not producing anything with that knowledge. I think mm-hmm. it's it's strange because I think we we say we're not vigilant, but I do think that I do notice things. 
yeah. and take awareness of my surroundings when I'm out alone at night. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that has anything to do with, with serial killers and crime and true crime. I think it has to do with obviously here comes the feminist. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> it has to do with the culture that yeah. I was growing up in as a young woman. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. I like I was talking to my friend the other day about how messed up it is that I don't remember how old I was when I was taught about walking with your keys between your fingers. Um, when you're walking out at night, where you put your key between your fingers. <laughs> Me and Krista just looked at each other no. like, what? No. Uh, well, girls, um, if you're no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't remember how old I was when I learned that. So that I was looking crazy. It was when you. I was young. Oh, really? And yeah. you learn about that. And you learn not to walk with like, music in at night. Yeah. And, and you just yeah. learn more about your. And I had nothing to don't do walk a lot, like girls with criminals are and taught crime never to walk in that alone. sense. Yes. And not go down dark alleys and not wear what you want to wear and not look a certain way and not smile, but then do smile. But then, yeah, because if you don't smile, <laughs> yeah, they'll I mean, tell you to smile. Right? So the whole thing. And the like fuck? sitting yeah. in a cab and hoping that he's actually, mm-hmm. you know, taking you home. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole thing. But I don't think that had anything to do. I didn't it's, feel about it's that. It's more in the socialization. Yeah. Agreed. Because I, I, don't, I don't worry about... I was never taught any of that. I never taught any of that. <laughs> no. And I do those things. I mean, I mean, I was all like, the time. But no, that, that's the thing. You don't need to be taught. You know, you sat down. This is naturally. You start learning these things. You just it's, learn. It's, it's an, and it's like, I don't think I've ever had a male friend of mine leave to go walk somewhere and me go, are you going to be okay? Should I call you? Well, yeah, like... On the way? Do you want to be on the phone on the way? That never happens. No. With guys. No. Like, it does with girls. I think girls. I'm too old. You're too old for nah. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're very good, though. You're always all, like, text when you get home. <laughs> like, I do that, but that's more my mom. Yeah. I am a big yeah. believer in that. Yeah. I'm a mom... I'm, that's mom yeah. me. And that's more because I know somebody's driving home. Yeah. I'll do it with Amanda all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, she drives constantly, and I don't know why I ever worry about her going from my house to her house, but yeah. I'm always like, text when you get home. But Yeah. It's yeah, just it's nothing the to do. Case. Yeah. yeah, off case that something happens. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing as when I visit at home. My mother still waits for me to come home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't live there anymore and I don't come home. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm visiting, she'll make sure I'm in the door before she goes to bed. I because know. it's just, it's ingrained in your psyche. If yeah. they're supposed to be there with you, they need mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but that yeah. was affected by your love of serial killers. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't affected by that. No, no. <laughs> they weren't checking to make sure that you weren't hanging out with anyone who, like, you know, had the McDonald's, no, but the, the McDonald's triad. I had a very good um, group growing up. We never really had murderers, m- murderers or <laughs> issues, or we weren't with the wrong quote unquote crowd. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I just never really had that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That because I feel like I'm kind of the opposite. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like the more I learn mm-hmm. about different cases, the more I'm. But I'm just a paranoid person. <laughs> just like my personality is like I'm just the person who's paranoid about everything and overthinks. Well, with my like everything, with my anxiety that gallops through my mind at all times. Yeah, uh, I often when you read cases and you read about the scenario that happened to lead up to it. It's almost like, okay. You get stressed. The worst thing for me is the more I read, there is no connection between mm-hmm. victims. When people are all like, they're all like, don't go to that, that dark alley. Don't do this. Don't do that. And you're like, no, girl. I've read enough true crime now that it doesn't matter. That's it true. absolutely does not matter. matter. That's no. true. It could, be, it could be completely random. Mm. Yeah. Because it it, that was like, that's victim blaming. And we're taught that's that so you got to like police your own self so that someone doesn't murder you. And it's like, maybe, maybe talk to the murderers about not yeah. murdering yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. It right? Is, it is sort of, the more I read, the more I was like, 
no, nah. I think maybe that's where I am. It's yeah. more like it doesn't really matter. No, so yeah. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, I'm you just going to do what it. I do. Yeah, yeah. And if well, well and you can't live happen. in fear either. No, you can't be someone who's scared to no. leave your house. Mm-hmm. And and if you are, then holy heck, it's a yeah. hard life. That was my grandma and, actually. My yeah. grandma was the type to just never travel, never do anything out of the norm, mm-hmm. and she was just terrified of everything. And I think I have some of her genes, but not all. And yeah. I mean, not but, to be too glib about it but is she still with us no so it she still did die mm-hmm. so <laughs> wait wait we all died right what <laughs> it's sort of like that element where it's like she I, died she died of old, old age like right you know, exactly but right? It's, she still could have been you know she could she could have like happened. you know anything can happen and it is hard to I understand. Because yeah. obviously, again, because I say anxiety, I understand <laughs> the fear of like things that you just can't avoid. I think but... for me, I have more fear of freaking coyotes going out jogging at night than oh, I do for other people. Like, Especially it's now, because not... they're like rare coyotes. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they are. But you know, well, I mean, where we live in yeah. rural Nova Scotia, <laughs> yes, uh, like going out. And but I always have my dog too. I think yeah. that's part of it. I always have mm-hmm. a little bit of comfort, comfort knowing mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my husband even says it more than I do. He's like, okay, well, be careful. I'm like, (laughs) careful. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'll be back when I'm back. (laughs) Stop bugging me. Stop bugging me. I come back and I face planted in the pavement. I'm like, that's the worst that's just happened so far. Yeah. Oh, damn. So, um, on that subject, so apparently you you walk by a murderer 36 times in your lifetime. I have an article here about signs. Mm. Let's call them red flags, maybe? Pink yep. flags? Red flags. Murder red flags. flags. Red flags. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> it's a list of a list of traits or I guess behaviors that might lead someone to murder someone else. This is a big thing on um, my favorite murder. Mm. We to talk about head wounds or head head trauma. Head trauma. That's oh, one yeah. of them. And that is the, number the McDonald triad. Which is the, the bedwetting, arson, and, cruelty yeah. to animals. Yeah. But. I think those are all on here. The first one is, um, scroll up, childhood abuse and neglect. But that's pretty standard if you're not. Yeah. I mean, if you're not taught right and wrong. It's very hard to control it. It's later. very hard to figure out what right and wrong is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and although, let me just say, with all these lists, as always, you probably can guess what's coming. Not everyone. <laughs> this is just one big disclaimer of we don't want people yelling at us yeah, after this. If you have a head trauma, that doesn't mean you're going, going to murder. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> even if it's something very dangerous in these lists. Even if you have all nine times. of these, yeah. Yeah. No, um, yeah. you like, might not you ever might... do it. It's just more yeah. things that could contribute to your psyche. Yeah, it's something that's to... like a, a what's a connecting factor when yeah. you do studies of different murders and they, they look at all the murders that have been caught. Which is maybe actually only murderers who get caught are the ones with head trauma. That's yeah, very true. So that's very, very, it's very true. much the study of that. Yeah, you have to be critical when you're reading when you're reading these kind of things because yeah. you, you want to sit at home, like looking over at your significant other or friend, going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's be honest, <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no, we're definitely sitting there going. Mm. There's just some people in my life that, I'm, well, I mean. This might not go in, but um, <laughs> that may or may not be murders. <laughs> well, shit, we're, we're calling two, 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 two. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Yeah. Do you ever do that thing though when you're reading the list, going, "Shit, that's me." <laughs> yes, 
shit. <laughs> Art, you're just like, I have like seven of nine. It's <laughs> <laughs> time to be worried. Oh, dear shit. Oh, dear. No. <laughs> the next one is poor school reports and employment records despite intelligence. Oh, girl, I didn't know that. That's just anybody who uh, I find is too smart for their own good. Do you know what yes, I mean? Like I those do. people that just cruise through school and never have to do I had anything. a guy that I went to school with that he cruised through, but he didn't get good marks because he cruised through. He, he literally was like doing the minimum and he thought he was too smart for it. And then I met up with him years later and after university. Yes. And no. No. Um, <laughs> um, I'm fucking <laughs> gullible. No. He, I'm I was looking like, at my sarcasm too? meter. <laughs> it's oh, a whole no. sign when you're sarcastic my with me. I'm literally everything. Is like how I communicate. Um, no, he, uh, it was, t- he was, I was like, what are you up to? And he's like, well, I'm kind of like working on my music. And I'm like, of course you are. And he was like, oh, so gosh. I'm looking for like the notes between notes. And I'm like, mm, nope. Nope, nope, <laughs> he nope, told me nope, about a nope. YouTube video nope, of a guy nope. getting assassinated on YouTube, and he's like, and then you can watch the moment, the moment when he dies. And I'm like, oh boy, bye. That's a red uh, One of the nine things is talks fondly about a YouTube video featuring <laughs> if he's into snuff films. Like, oh man! I'm finding notes between notes. notes between notes. Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> yeah, I was like sharks or flats. Like, I know. What are you talking about? I was definitely sitting there going, "I don't think that's a thing." Like I'm really impressed that you're finding notes between notes. You just put a red flag right on his head. Yes, he should just wear on. a hat. That's red a red flag. flag. Done. Number three is excessive antisocial behavior. I mean, that's Lily. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly, I don't. I don't like putting on pants, though. I don't think it's because I want to murder. Either. So I mean, but I'm social. I just don't like pants. I'm social in so much as once I'm out. Yeah, exactly. But getting you there <laughs> yes, is getting me out is a struggle. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. But then you also think like I mean, antisocial, I guess. But like you also associate like really charismatic people. Ted Bundy, we're talking about. He yeah. was an antisocial, except for the murdering part. Yeah, <laughs> that was super antisocial. Yeah. Like, he had somebody's head in the fridge. That's not right. Damn. You don't put that. Don't put heads in the fridge. Guys. Listeners. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no. He, uh, when I think of antisocial, if he, I think of, well, like, frankly, like me, where I'm all like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay in and watch Bake Off. Yeah. But now it's, I, I know that what they mean is, is more like defiance and issues like you don't follow social norms in, right. a, in a destructive way. Yeah. I don't mean like, you know, you stay just not like, going out. Not yeah. inter- it's not an introversion yeah. thing. It's more, it's something else. Like, like you're talking to someone and you're not following conversational norms. So they're all like, no, I don't want to talk about this. You're like, yeah, but here's a really personal issue that I think we should talk about right now. And you're like, uh, can we watch the movie, please? Yeah. Like that's no antisocial remorse. behavior. That's sort of like, they're not reading the mm-hmm. room. They're not reading mm-hmm. anyone around them. That's very true. Wow. Ob- this kind of goes into your your music guy obsessive yes. fa- obsessive fantasizing is yep. number four. Well, and you imagine there was no screen notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I just I just read what the fantasy says. It says this fantasizing is often accompanied by compulsive masturbation, mm-hmm. particularly in serial killers in the making. In the making, often find it hard to form relationships with actual human partners. I mean, that's legit. Not not that I agree that it's hard to form relationships with human partners, but I mean, that would denote someone who didn't have any care for humanity. Which I think is a very big common factor in murders. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, like, mm-hmm. Ed Gein. Ed Gein didn't really dig the living. Dug the dead, that was the problem. Yeah, he did. 
thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he, he very antisocial behavior, and he didn't have the connection with humans that most, most except for mom. Do. Except for mom. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, that one makes sense. Ugh, makes me feel. Oh yeah, it's gross. It makes me feel. And icky. the like the, the, the masturbation thing that actually again. I gotta keep talking about the insanity play case that we talked about. He had that issue. Really? He, he would masturbate all the live long day when he was in the hospital. Really? So damn. It's a comp- it's like almost a compulsion. Yeah. And it, it's it's that's antisocial as well because you're not well first off you're you don't whip it out and jack it off in front of people but it's an anti- it's 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 a behavior that's compulsion where he's instant gratification right so, i need it now yeah kind of and it, it will lead to like to do that like aggressively and obsessively can lead to not understanding that mm-hmm. that's not how life works mm-hmm. and you just rewire your brain and stuff exactly so true and then there's head injuries that's number five do you do, have any of ours head injuries not that i can think of right Maybe we're researching the wrong cases. And it says here over half... Well, I don't know where they're getting the research. Yeah. Uh, over half of serial killers have suffered a violent head, head injury. Again, the ones that's that we've caught. And so maybe yeah. that's why they've been caught. And also... Because they're slower? Yeah. If the head injury... Running really slow, like, like a does, zombie? Does head injury mean... Like, did they get hit in their murder zone? That's what I don't understand. Because, like, Phineas Damage Gage... to prefrontal cortex. Well, Phineas Gage, if, he's a very famous case about someone who was damaged, what, in the head. And he got a uh, railroad spike pushed right into his head and uh, they thought oh shoot that's a dead one no he was fine he's just a completely different Different. asshole of a person (laughs) god because it went right through his frontal cortex and he just like that's he just made him a raging asshole that's terrifying but he lived yep but he didn't murder anyone right Although if he did, I mean, maybe we just don't know. <laughs> That's the creepy thing about all of us. It, it, it is sort of creepy when you think about it. Because, like, this list is of people, again, who were caught. And you're like, oh, but what's the, 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 the tying up factors of the people that aren't caught? Because those are the ones I'm interested in knowing to be able to spot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, voyeurism is number six. Yeah, because it's objectifying things, I think. Yeah. And then they mentioned the McDonald triad mm-hmm. here, which is what you guys just said. And then bedwetting. So... This is, I feel like a lot of people bed with. I only kind of learned about this recently. Yeah. So this is a sign of what's what is it about bedwetting that like is it people just can't control their bladder sometimes in my mind. I think yeah. it might but, even stem back to the abuse. Yes, could be a huge part. Bedwetting is a, a, a sign of it. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like all of these can almost be combined into the abuse. The abuse. A yeah. lot of them. Shitty, it, shitty childhoods. And neglect like the, and. You know, never the antisocial behavior. Well, they probably Don't were learn. at home that yeah. were full of antisocial people. So why? Mm-hmm. Why would you? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of those uh, nature versus nurture things. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Damn. No, no. Arson number eight. I think that. I one. think that's just ramping up. It's like voyeurism, yeah. arson. That's all just ramping up. And animal yeah, torture. Animal torture is definitely a ramping is, up. That's the biggest red flag for me, especially when. Yeah. They're younger and they just start to do it for fun. Girl, it's when they're teenagers that scares me. Mm-hmm. Cuz like when they're younger, I mean, at least then they're sort of they don't know a hope in hell. Right. But you can be all like, okay, don't do that. Yeah. And they can learn. But once they're like 19, it's like and being shouldn't. abusive to animals, so you're like, shit. 
Mm, that's, that's in their hair. That's fine. You thought that was okay at age eight, nine, age nineteen. Yep. And that's not cool at all. And going back to me being someone who always is like a tell me more person, mm-hmm. animal abuse can't walk. Can't. I don't know what it is. I'm just one of those people. I'm like, I if an animal mm-hmm. dies in a movie, I will be crying. I'm almost desensitized now to horror movies, but where people die. Mm-hmm. But when I see yeah. like anything about animal abuse, I think I it's can't. common. Yeah, it's extremely common. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it either. No, I won't. No. Um, the, I, I think it's just part of. Um, I think a lot of people are like that. Mm. Unfortunately, fortunately, I'm not really sure how to yeah. think about that because yeah. you're it's, kind of okay with the, the obvious. You're not okay with the obviously fake dog. Yeah, getting hurt. Right. And but you're okay with watching a human. A I think human. they're desensitized to the humans in horror films because there's loads of horror films where it's just humans getting murdered, but then when there's a dog, we don't there's not like a billion dog murder films. And I also think that's true. play into um pure innocence. It's like anything to do with yeah. a child. Uh, yeah. I can't watch that. Ooh, uh, that's hard. And or or a critter because it's just cuz they don't mm-hmm. there's yeah. nothing there that anything bad should ever happen to them because mm-hmm. they've never done anything bad exactly. themselves. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those mm-hmm. are the signs, people. Oh, yeah. So. Keep an eye open for those nine signs. That's something, actually, I wanted to, because t- mm-hmm. uh, we, we I'd heard that you wanted to do that list. Mm-hmm. I just read a study the other day mm-hmm. about, um, this is it ties into the, the Me Too movement and everything, and about sexual assault and about um, there was men being interviewed not using the word rape or assault, but they were asked questions such as, have you ever penetrated someone without permission? And, like, of course, because you have to use, like, non-confrontational language, and it makes me sick anyway. Yeah. But, but they'd be like, oh, yeah. And so, which is gross. Stop it. Oh, well, yeah. But um, the, the, they, they, they asked so many people. They asked men who had been convicted of it, men who, like, hadn't been convicted of anything ever, and they asked all these questions, and the thing that they found that connected them all was nothing. Really? And that's terrifying. That is really scary. Because it's sort of like men from all walks. Rich, all walks. poor, men of color, men of, like men who are right. educated, everything. But they're men. That's what it is. <laughs> that was the connection. <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> and so it, it was terrifying because like yeah. there was no connection between them. you can't yeah. you can't see it coming and it's sort of like oh that blows and of course you shouldn't have to see it coming that's putting the onus on the victim mm-hmm. and you shouldn't but they like went through this study and it's like no it doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter how old you are it's just it, there's no connections between them when they had the same attitude that's which means really it's really scary like there's no such thing as rape culture it's like but Everybody from different walks of life agree on on an mm-hmm. attitude towards rapes. So what are we calling them then? That's very very true. So it, it was terrifying. And I'm like I'm like this about the serial killers where they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, they had head trauma or you know they bedwet or they are they they arsoned. <laughs> they arsoned arsoned around. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was a lot. And so then this study was like, nah, there's no connection. Damn. Ugh. That yeah, Life, man. That's I, I mean the Me Too thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would be affected mm-hmm. by it as much as I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really. That was a hard week for me. Yeah, I can imagine. It was shocking. Yeah, how many? Because it's just you don't realize. I mean, I think you do. I think there's this aspect of mm-hmm. where you're like, women are just kind of like every woman's been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually see it in a hashtag and you see yeah, it flooding your feed, it just makes it. 
Yeah. So much more real. The, the worst feeling, though, is like, how many does it take for someone to listen? Mm-hmm. It's tied up with the whole thing that I hate the most in the media right now is as a father of a daughter. Oh, the father thing. First off, how shitty must your wife feel? Mm-hmm. Like, before you'd see women as people, you had to have a daughter? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. As, as a person who knows a woman <laughs> would be, like, even closer to, like, possibly the truth, hopefully. But no, it's not. It's like, as uh, as someone who, this is, is mine and has something that's responsible for. Yeah. I hate that, that, that narrative. I don't understand what you mean. Well, Just... like, when dudes come up, like, say, like, you know... I'm not really worried about sexual assault. It's not really a thing. But then you get these people who come forward and they're like, well, now I have a daughter. As, as, a, as a father to a daughter, I completely understand now. I wouldn't want this to women to her. in society. And it's like, yeah, I wouldn't want it happening to my daughter. And it's like, what about your wife? What about your female what friends? About, like, what about any... And like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't no, be it's, it, uh, any relation. I'm just, it, it's entirely different. Yeah. It's entirely different. You can't... You can't it, you can't fathom mm. the diff- like you could say that I would be like yeah I love uh, my husband I love my family I love mm. my friends and all that mm. but it's a different level mm. of thinking when it's your own child mm. and I think if this I mean I'm not saying they're not complete douchebags or whatever mm. else they're saying about the movement but to say to bring up the fact that they have a daughter in mm. trying to understand it mm. I don't see the harm in that mm. I think it's I think it's a different it's a different mentality. But do you, when some, you hear somebody has been, a, a man's been murdered, do you go, well, I don't really get that. I don't really feel, I don't, like that. I don't think that's a problem in society. And then, but if you had a son, do you think it would be different? If it was a young man? Yeah. And my son, and I had a son of approximately the same age? Not the same age. Just a man in general. Because the, the Me Too movement was about adult women saying that they mm-hmm. were assaulted. And there was men like, you know, well, as a father to a daughter. And they were coming out going, and it's like, okay. But like, what about your wife? What like... about your mom? What about your sister? Mm-hmm. It, 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 their narrative shouldn't be only important because it's related to you. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's where I had it's a trouble tricky. with it. I understand it being completely different if you're a parent. Yeah. But, like, I can feel bad about um, somebody's sister mm-hmm. being hurt. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't have a sister. Yeah. I can feel bad with somebody's grandparent being hurt, and I wasn't very close with my grandparents. Yeah. yeah. And it's sort of like, but it's accepted in the narrative of, of the media where men coming out and being all like, I never really understood it, but now that Until I have a daughter. I have a daughter, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand the There's change. a mentality. There yeah. is a mentality in trying to, to think about these situations and uh, trying to, I'm sure, I don't know, I can't speak. I'm not a mm-hmm. man and I'm not any of these people, but mm-hmm. if you're trying to understand. And then thinking about what has happened to these females, whoever mm-hmm. they are, whatever age, and then trying to think of your daughter and having to your daughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that hits that hits harder, yeah. I think. Not to say you want anything yeah, to yeah. happen to your sister, your mother, your, your wife, wife yeah. or whatever. Mm. But having that idea that something like that may happen to your child, mm. be it male or female, yeah. it's a bit of a different it's a different thought, I think. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a there's a there's a downright rage that you get as a parent yeah. if mm-hmm. something bad was to happen to your kid mm-hmm. you get it's blinding yeah. it, it's just you do don't it's hard it's it's, a, it's really hard to explain yeah. and I don't even yeah. know if I'm explaining it properly but I, I uh, I'm not trying to say it's a different that, kind um, of level of it's a different yeah, sort of you know they say it's a different sort of love when you yeah. have a child yeah. it's yeah. exactly right oh, yeah, it yeah. is it's a yeah. different 
sort of love, essentially. Because yeah, you're yeah. putting that person really, truly before yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In every way. And I think, too, I think the flip side, too, because I'm, I'm mostly on your side on that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the idea of, like, you don't, you might not, you didn't, you might not have known your wife when she was a little girl, but yeah. now you're raising a little girl. Yeah. So you're... You don't want to see what your wife went through life. So I think that's where a lot yeah. of the guys are coming from. Yeah. And which, don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. saying anything they're saying is correct. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that. It could be a new but window I, into it. But I actually think, understand that. But I think it's it's probably trying for them to grasp at something that they can comprehend. Yeah. Because they're not a woman. Yeah. And they're maybe mm-hmm. maybe nobody in their family has had any incident. You yeah. don't, we don't know. And th- th- that and that's where my my like frustration with it comes from is sort of like, are is your wife saying hashtag me too? Because if your wife is saying hashtag me too, and then you're saying, well, now that I have a daughter, it's like maybe you should no, and that's yes, yeah, ab- absolutely, <laughs> yeah. and that's a whole yeah. other yeah, you know, yeah. can of worms in my opinion. Oh, yeah. if you, you know, if you're not know anyone, if you're not speaking then... to your wife about what had happened to her, and you're mm-hmm. only speaking to the thing that may happen to your daughter that you don't want to happen, mm-hmm. that's a bit ridiculous. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, but yeah. If, you, if you don't have any, but if you other don't have any comparison, yeah, then, yeah, I can see yeah. it definitely opening your mind two things yeah it's scary to me that it takes the birth of a child for some people to suddenly be open to the idea of that extreme empathy mm-hmm. but i also understand that it, t- it takes experience to sometimes develop it as well I'm and I, like it's it is it's nothing to do with that person being a bad person mm-hmm. it just has everything to do with the society not pushing more empathy of each other yeah so true and not so much that if they weren't being, they weren't trying to show empathy for these people. I think yeah. it was more of a, the only way I can comprehend this yeah, is yeah. if it had happened to my kid and how bad that would feel. There's limitations yeah. to empathy if you've never come across anything like that. Yeah. And, and then I, the moment you can put it into a framework. Yeah. It, it does happen. Yeah, no, you've you swung me around, see, see, and I can't. But that's what's I, interesting. And I all... wouldn't, I wouldn't have hashtagged me too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it never happened to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I honestly don't have anybody really tied to me that's ever admitted anything to that so i can't really mm-hmm. speak to any of that part but again as a mom mm-hmm. thinking of anything like that happened to her yeah that's a whole other level that's a whole other oh yeah, yeah. puts it in your perspective yeah, exactly to where her, you couldn't you would hashtag rage yes so it's, it's a it's it's hard to get your head around it when you don't have any personal experience to fall on it yeah yeah and i'm not saying these guys do or don't i don't yeah. know they yeah, may yeah. be complete assholes saying these things and having somebody in their family that they're not mm-hmm. showing empathy for in regards to this yeah but, yeah it is it is it is yeah and i don't necessarily think we should be bashing these people per se no. i think we should just be like letting them know like that's really sweet that you have that sentiment but think of it this way now. yeah like like almost like, like encourage people to just think it's pushing brought in more. their mind a little bit. Like, I, always, I always try, like, with the pushing of any sort of, you know, feminist agenda or, you know, whatever, it's it's sort of like you have to know the limit of what you can push a person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there is very hard and, and, frankly, almost aggressive with mine, definitely, where it's sort of like, I see where you're at, but mm-hmm. I would like you to be a step further. Exactly. And, exactly. and then a step further and then a step further. Because, yeah. like, for most of... Like my adulthood, um, especially being interested in true crime, you do spend a lot of time trying to empathize with the victim and mm-hmm. even empathize with the the, the murderer at times mm-hmm. when obviously their life has led to something horrible um, and them doing something horrible. But 
these kind of things where it's a lot more gray area. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, it's hard. Like, it's yeah. hard. You're like, shit, now where, how do I... Yeah. How, how do I adjust to my anger levels? Right. To I where I can accept what everybody's, everybody's trying to do and what I'm trying to do. Because, like, again, we were talking about earlier, I would never have called myself a feminist when I was yeah. in university. Me either. And now it's sort of like, no, no, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. I was all, always thought I was... I think I even said it on an early episode. I was like, I'm a bad feminist because mm-hmm. I was having casual sex and I was... You know, I was doing things that in my mind I didn't think fell under feminism. Yeah. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. I was like, wait a, wait a second. Wait a second. I am a feminist. Yes. Because I'm yeah, making yeah. the choices that I want to make. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. It's, it's, it's hard with yeah. the whole thing. And, like, and especially with the hashtag Me Too uh, movement, there was also that anti-movement where it's sort of like, yeah, it's not sort of our responsibility to educate. Mm-hmm. It's and up to, it's, it's up to, it's up, like, it's not our responsibility to step forward and say, hey, me too, because then that's putting the onus on the victim to, the, the men to, to solve the problem. It's kind of, I would love to have a guy on to talk yeah. about this. Like, a yeah. guy who's done something he does was not proud of. Yeah. And have him, like, talk about that ownership, mm-hmm. talk about what he's learned from it, how he's yeah. going to change. Like, I would just, I would love to get that perspective. who have hashtag me too. Floats. As yeah. Well. Because, yeah. obviously, men, that, I hate that, where they're all like, yeah, but men also get, yes, mm-hmm. I, no, it's still a problem. Yeah. That doesn't make it less of a problem. And I mean, the numbers, the numbers, you can't avoid the numbers, the number, like, mm-hmm. it is all drastically higher for women than yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. No. Um, but on that note, <laughs> let's change gears. Let's change gears. <laughs> that was great, though. No, I love talking about <laughs> stuff like that. I can yeah. talk about it all day, honestly. Um, but guys, yeah. where can people find you? Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is your this is your time. Where? where in your house? Where in your nightmares? <laughs> that too. Um, there's us and Freddy Krueger. Uh, <laughs> It's really awkward. <laughs> He's not like making puns oh and sexual God. innuendos. Wait, I have uh-huh. one more question for you guys. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I just thought of this. Yeah. If you could have this is a weird one. And so, I'm so like, excited. This, this is why, like, if anyone made it to the end, that's fine. Um if you could have one serial killer on the podcast. Ooh. I'd obviously be guaranteed that they wouldn't murder you. Okay, well then. Oh, who would you <laughs> have just on? just see anxiety be like, like, through the room. <laughs> like, this is your chance to have... Not be murdered, but also have a good get. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> um, um, obviously, as I said earlier, I'm a, I was a big fan when I was younger of Ted Bundy. So it means. So um, not in a sort of, again, not in a writing him in jail and getting engaged kind of way, but in a sort of, oh, he's so creepy because he's so charming. Right, exactly. But I, I'd be interested in that. Yeah. So. That's pretty, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, no. Go even, um, even watching Mindhunter? I, I haven't need to watch that. I need to watch that. Well, I've been Kemper's in that, and I'm not yeah. overly familiar with him Kemper. just to, to pull out facts about mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been watching that, and I'm very interested. So probably him, just because it's in my brain right yeah, now. It'd be so hot right now. Yeah. Damn. It'd be hot right now. It'd be so hot right you, now. You'd be relevant. <laughs> uh, he could plug like, the show at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Hansel from Zoolander. <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so so people are interested in listening. 
love that movie. I frequently <laughs> reference saying I think I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason it never applies, but oh my god, they're breakdance fighting. <laughs> never applies to any scenario. You just but yell I frequently say it for no reason. Oh man. Alright, you can find us. <laughs> yes, yes, we digress. You can find us at our website on 36times.podbean.com. Mm. We're on Twitter at 36 Times Podcast. We've got our Gmail, 36timespodcast at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook. You just look up 36 times. We've got a discussion group. we got a page. It's a closed group, but you can get in because yeah. we let everyone in. Yeah. That's good. And in, in across the board, 36 times, really, right? Yeah, everyone, pretty much. Yeah. 36 times podcast. And you're on, yeah. obviously, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're on you're iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Run all the things. Find them at, anywhere you listen to a podcast. Find them. <laughs> yes, or just shout it out into the the void. Yeah, and, which is what we often say. Yeah, I really doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, because I I'm so loud that you should be able to hear me live recording anywhere in the province anyway. There you go. So it is. Yeah. It is. Like, what's that sound? I think thirty six times is on somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm just really loud too. I get fun of all the time for being so loud. <laughs> and the worst is when you see it visually. Yeah, you like you like, you record and oh, then like so like it's like well, like I'll look at the screen and like mm-hmm. there yeah I know you can find your waves mm-hmm. I feel you girl it's not like waves like mountains more like like Everest versus a slight a incline sl- a slight hill <laughs> a slight hill I'm shouting at people I was always told as a teacher like Miss can you stop shouting <laughs> please no stop I'm just yelling. a naturally loud speaker that's just how you are I'm, I'm the same, I'm the same way is. my natural voice is really loud too so. <laughs> but guys check them out mm-hmm. seriously it's really good. You won't regret it. And I hope you guys... Deep words. <laughs> I hope you guys come back on. Yes. Yeah, well, we have to go watch Signs of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and Hocus Pocus. Yes. We'll live record that. Yes. It'd be amazing. Reactions. I, I'm sure that that's fine. We actually have a YouTube anyway. channel. I've been thinking about doing reaction videos. Yeah. So then that's something that's something that to think about. Or like a live live commentary. <laughs> exactly. Like, like Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. We could just be figures. Like yeah. Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, and the good bottom. Creepy! Yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys so, like, you guys traveled to be here, and I appreciate it so much. I'm so glad my cat didn't hide on you. <laughs> yeah, she likes thanks us. For, um, thanks for bringing a cat to the party. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, Comes yeah. to the apartment. Oh, yeah. But thanks so much, guys. And <laughs> more than oh, welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah. And remember to mm-hmm. ring that bell. We're Married and Parented, a family who laughs at the idea of being social outside of the world of media. We're YouTubers, a family who films their lives every day just to show you who we are. We're a pink-haired mom, a tattooed dad, a sassy three-year-old ginger, and a grumpy infant boy. Oh, and we have a greyhound. You can subscribe and follow our odd and awkward family at youtube.com slash Parented. Thanks for listening to Intoxicated Podcast.